welcome to the Leader's Life Podcast, where we implement that old school grind with that new school mind. What is up, fam? I am your host, Amar. And before we get started, please make sure you hit on that subscribe button so you never, ever miss out. What is going on, everybody? And welcome to the Business Savage Podcast, the Mindset Hackers Podcast, and the Leader's Life Podcast. That is a triple whammy. (laughs) Today, we have a very special edition for y'all with a joint collaboration to share mentorship and perspective from three self-made seven-figure business owners who started from debt and from nothing fancy in hopes of encouraging you to feel inspired as we wrap up 2022 and we head into a brand new, fresh year of business with clarity and the roadmap that y'all are lacking. So we are here to share the real talk the real stuff off the cuff about being a business owner, the stuff that nobody really likes to talk about and remind you that it all begins with your mindset. We have a very large, very exciting announcement that I promise you will not want to miss. And that's going to come out in a couple of minutes. So stay tuned for that. But before we, before we dive into our special announcement, I want to give you guys a little introduction to these two. If you are tuning in and you can see our video, Hi, what's up? This is Amar. This is Simon, two of my best friends. (laughs) And I'm going to give you guys a short little story before I introduce them. About two years ago, I started my journey in the coaching and in the mentorship space. I had no clue what I was doing. My first business was shut, as most of you know the story, uh, my background story, if you've been listening to my podcast. And I had no freaking idea what to do. And I felt really lost, like so many of us at the beginning of COVID. But I found myself in a community. And we're going to talk a lot about community because it has truly changed my life. And the two of these gentlemen that you see right here from the other side of the world, I shouldn't say that, but from below me (laughs) down in the States, have truly changed my life uh, and has brought us together today. And we are super excited to share with you guys something that we think is going to really change our space. So without further ado, let me introduce to you guys first, Simon Parsons. Simon, welcome. Welcome to the Business Savage podcast. What is up, crew? I'm so glad to be doing this with you two beautiful individuals and all these amazing listeners. This is going to be a great time. So a little bit about me. I grew up thinking I was going to be average. I remember very clearly walking to school. I was in high school and I thought, is this all there is? And I just imagined myself growing up and just having a very average life, a very average job an average, you know, going to work and grinding it out, doing like, you know, some laborious job. And by a stroke of luck, I got invited to work as a dishwasher at the Salt Lake Country Club. And I rejected that idea. I wanted to be a busboy instead. But that set me on a path where I learned about entrepreneurship. I uh, have no college degree. I have no certifications. I have no diplomas, but I was able to build a very robust business. And that did not come easily. There was definitely some ups and downs. And like Cass said, a lot of that has to do with mindset, but I've figured out a very good formula that if you are willing to gain the knowledge that you need to, if you're willing to take action and not overthink it, then you will get results. And that's what we want to do here is we want to build a tribe and a community where we can all do this together. So excited. There, there's so much more to this story. There's a lot of steps between dishwasher and busboy to seven-figure business owner. So we'll get there. Uh, Amar, please introduce yourself to our audience. I know my audience loves you, but oh, let's wow. reintroduce you to the new ones. 
Well, I love your your audience as well. So my name is Amar Asad, and I started my entrepreneur journey very early in life, bagging grocery bags for my dad's supermarket. And I was getting pennies and nickels and dimes. And it was like, that was the way that I realized that, hey, the pennies are what makes the dollars. But then from there, though, watching my dad work, bust his tail, I associated success and hard work with long hours, working long, being burnt out because that's all I know and that's all I've seen. And then you fast forward, um, you know, as uh, Cass said a little while ago, when I got into my self-development journey back in 2020, it was a rude awakening for me that, hey, you know what? Like you don't have to work 12, 14 hour days to be successful. You don't need to go and pretty much put yourself in an uncomfortable situation just because you saw somebody else do it. And that's what I've I've realized that it's not a copycat occupation. It's not a copycat um, entrepreneur. You don't, just because you you've seen your family, you've seen your parents, you've seen your friends make money by struggling or making money by just not being home does not mean that's the only way to make money. So I had to get rid of that construct, get rid of that limited belief. And, you know, you fast forward today and I'm with you two amazing souls who we've realized that, hey, you know what? You don't have, you don't have to work 16 hours to bring that seven figure. And the cool thing that Simon just said was, hey, he has no degree. He has no diploma, college diploma, and he's at where he's at, where I'm on the other hand, I have that college diploma. I have that college degree and I got it and we're at the same level right here. So this is really, really exciting that we are all together creating this powerful community and more importantly, being able to give back to the people listening right here. Community. That's the word right there. Community. Changed my life. Okay. there, There's a lot of stuff that we're going to dive into, but before we do, shall we share our exciting announcement? Uh, yes. <laughs> All right, guys, let's do this. So one of the biggest things when the three of us got together, one of the biggest things that we know business owners or aspiring business owners, because we know that we've got both of you guys that listen to uh, to these shows that is holding you back from what you really want in life is no clarity, right? We don't have the roadmap. You're like, okay, I want all these great things, but I don't know how I need someone to show me how I need the roadmap. I need the clarity. I need to get the hell out of my own way. And I need to know that I can do it too, right? It, it isn't just people who came from success that can have success. And we are here to tell you that that is the truth. None of us came from success to get to where we are today. So there is no better time than a fresh year to make changes in your business or in your life. We all know a little thing called New Year's resolutions. Leaving behind all of your old beliefs and your old patterns and truly stepping into the new you, the new business, and the new life that you are aspiring. The three of us, we believe so strongly in the power of your mind and how truly you are the biggest thing that is holding you back that we have come together on January the 3rd, January the 4th, and January the 5th. We have an invitation for y'all. If you are ready to step into the best year of your business, the best year of your life, more community, all of the things, more abundance. We are ready to give you the roadmap and show you exactly how to do that. Simon, why don't you tell everybody what we have going on? I'm excited because this isn't going to be a teaching event where we're talking at you. 
We're going to be building your roadmap with you. We're going to be involved and engaged. And, you know, Cass mentioned the community part and Amar has been a big, big part of my journey too. And the three of us, we have such a synergy and we're always helping each other. And it's not one of us talking to the other person. We're involved and engaged with each other. And we want to bring that energy. We want to bring a transformation. We want to help you guys with some real results by helping you map out what your best year could look like. What is going to get in the way? How do we prepare for that? And how do we overcome that? And I, I, I do believe Cass, what you said about like, we are our own limits. The longer I've been around, the more I realize that and the more I'm questioning myself too. Like I have to do some deep work to figure out what it is that's holding us, holding me back, right? Holding any of us back. And I want to do this journey with not only you two, but a tribe. I want all of us to be doing this together. And that's why I feel so passionate and I'm so grateful that you two have decided to do this with me, that we can do this together January 3rd, 4th and 5th. And I want to mention too, this is a free event. This is not something that we're going to be charging for. Amar, what do you have to say about it? I think that it's a long time coming, buddy. I think that, you know, with the way the three of us have been connecting, the way we level each other up, I always say that, you know, we all need that pat in the back, but we also need that kick in the ass as well. And I think it's very, very, very important for that business owner out there or that inspiring business owner out there that has that brilliant idea, that has that dream, that has that that feeling of like, I want to start my own business. I want to do something. I really, I've been thinking about this forever, but then you find ways to distract yourself. You find ways to talk yourself out of doing it. That is why I am so happy that we're doing this is because I've been there. Simon's been there. Cass has been there. And we've learned to tell those voices in our head, shut up. We've learned to, to understand that, hey, yeah, 85% of the things in our mind, in our brains, don't let that we stress it out, don't even exist. So why are we letting them interfere with our dreams? And that is why I'm ecstatic. I'm stoked and I'm freaking fired up about this. Amar, how big has community been in your journey? Like having like-minded people, you know, having mentors, how, how important has that been for your journey? It's Cold the number. It's the number one most important favorite part of my journey is the community because I really genuinely believe that you are who you surround yourself around and being blessed and privileged to surround myself around you, Cass, you, Simon, and a bunch of our mutual friends being a part of a community and being able to communicate. And once again, the text messages, the emails, whatever it is, we are communicating in a way, and we are rooting for each other. That is the difference, in my opinion, between the community that we've been a part of and what we're trying to create versus what we got out there. Because I understand there's haters. I understand there's people who hold yourself that that hold you back. We've been there. We've done that. We understand it. However, that's not what it's about. It's about if you're ready to finally, finally, finally grab that bull by the horn and take freaking action Join the community first. Join, be with like-minded people. And most importantly, most importantly, most importantly, connect with each other. That is that is my best advice. No matter if it's this community or any other, fucking make connections. Because I would have never thought in my wildest dreams that Simon and UCAS are my two closest friends in a community of thousands of people because of the fact that not only do we, as I said, pat ourselves in the back, but we also give ourselves that kick in the ass to get us moving forward or moving the needle forward. Okay, Simon. So why don't you share with our audience, who is this summit for? 
This is for people who want to be true entrepreneurs. I think a lot of times we step into entrepreneurship without realizing that there's a difference in mindset. A lot of us are in maybe a job and we want to make that transition, but there's certain obstacles that come in the way. Like for example, when you when you've been trained your whole life to trade your time for money, that can be in a, a huge block for a lot of people because they're thinking differently and they're expecting results in a certain amount of time in exchange for their time. And I think that that can be a big uh, roadblock. So those are the people that I would love to really focus on is helping people make that shift from an employee mindset to a true entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs, they think about business a little bit differently, right? Like we talked about this before, like we've invested our time up front in exchange for something much greater down the road. And what one of the biggest roadblocks I see is that people making that transition there, they have a job and they hate it. They want to do something with passion and purpose. I read an article the other day in Forbes magazine that said that 45% of Americans hate their job so bad that they wouldn't wish it on their worst or enemy. This is who I want to talk to, right? Whether you've started a business or not, I want to talk to you. If you hate your job that bad that you wouldn't wish it on your worst enemy, well, let's do something about that. Let's get you aligned, but let's teach you to think like a business owner, like an entrepreneur, because mm -hmm. you do not have to live a life like that. I cannot imagine getting to the end of your life and wishing that you would have, living with that regret instead of glad that you did. Cass, Amar, and I, and a lot of other people that we were around, we're going to be glad that we did and not wishing that we would have. And we invite you to join us in that. Cass, what do you think? Who, who, who is our ideal audience and what, what kind of outcomes do we want to have for them? Amen to that. Can we just say amen to that first before I move on here? Uh, Hallelujah. I'm like, yeah, Hallelujah. I'm like, I, I wish I was drinking. I wish I had a glass of wine. I would cheers you to that. <laughs> um, the biggest thing that comes up for me right now and why I feel like I, like my heart is so passionate about this is I was at a, a mindset conference recently. As you guys know, I, I'm like obsessed with just continual growth as both of you are. And that's one of the reasons we connect so strongly, but it was, it was really what hit me was the idea that we are programmed to believe certain things based on your childhood, based on your parents, based on your constructs, but all these things in your life. And we all had different upbringings. We are programmed to believe certain things and that programming Sometimes it serves you. Sometimes it doesn't serve you. But so many of us, it is what holds us back. Thinking that you can't do something, thinking that you shouldn't do something, thinking you're not good enough. That's not my life. How many people see a rich person? They go, oh, that's not my life. I won't be able to have that. That's not for me. So nice for them. Well, this summit is three of us opening our minds and opening our hearts to allow everyone to realize what is possible when they break that programming and step into who they actually want to be and leave behind all of the constructs that are holding them back from a life of freedom, whatever that freedom means to you, whether you want to make $2,000 this year or you want to make $2 million this year. There is something else that is inside of people that I want to help them unlock. And this summit is going to be able to help people have that visualization, have that you know, vision board, if you will, of what could be possible when we let go of that old programming and those, those old constructs. Beautiful, beautiful, beautifully said. So here's what we need you guys to do. So short and sweet, super simple. We have got a beautiful link in the show notes for you. Uh, and we need you guys to go over and grab your phones right now. Go, go stop your car. If you're driving, whatever it is that you're doing and click the link that is in the show notes. It is a simple registration process. You're going to drop a couple things down. We're going to send you the link. 
And we're going to see you on January 3rd, the 4th, and the 5th, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right, guys? 6 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three of us are going to be there. We need you to be committed. We need you to show up. We need you to tell everybody to leave you the hell alone because you are busy building your dream life. And show up, be committed, and allow us to walk you through the process of discovering what could be possible when you when you leave it all behind. And something that Cass just said that I really, really, really want to emphasize. 100% you want to, you have to be like, bull, bull fuck yes. Meaning that you have to, if, if this is something right now, Simon just said, which is fucking mind boggling, 45% of people wouldn't wish it upon, you know, would not wish upon their worst enemy. That's who we're talking to right now. If you are perfectly happy, you're crushing it in life. Good for you guys. Like that's perfect. And, and I'm so happy for you. The ones right now, who are just struggling, who wake up every day with that, like, why am I doing this again? Doing the good old rat race, the golden handcuffs, whatever you want, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to label, where you're lying to yourself. Because I can be first first one to tell you that I was so good at lying to myself. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, this is just the way my cards were. This is just the way my cards were, were dealt. And that's the way I have to do it. And you know what? That's bullshit. And that's just me trying to talk myself out of my dreams because that's what we do. And I'll I'll say this again about perfection. I feel that, and this is something that we'll get in deeper uh, on another day, but a lot of us feel like we have to have everything completely perfect before we actually go out and take action. And that drives me crazy. And I say that perfection is just a delay to get you to your dreams. And that's what what I just had to throw in there right now. That's beautiful, Omar. Uh, What Cass said, though, about how we get the subconscious programming, anybody who listens to the Mindset Hackers knows that I am very big on the subconscious. And it dictates our future, our belief systems, our subconscious, our programming, our wiring. And Amar even said that. Amar's been very successful, but he's also worked his ass off. And I was thinking about this the other day. Like I was told my whole life, you need to work hard and go to school if you want to be successful. And still that goes on. That's programming that everybody gets, right? You need to hustle and grind if you want to be success. Why wouldn't success be hard and require tons of work if that's what you've been told your entire life. The thing is, is yes, it does take some time. It does take commitment. It takes consistency. It takes knowledge. But why does that have to be hard? And why does success have to be something that we have to go out there and get? Why can't success be us learning and growing and doing this as a community? So I want to challenge some of those beliefs. And Cass, when you said that, you're speaking to me. Because I know that I have that, you know, the, the one of the biggest breakthroughs you can have is to realize that you've been programmed. And at that point, you can start to understand, well, what is my programming? And how do I flesh that out? How do I see what the lens that I'm inside looks like? And that's why we need this community. Awareness. Awareness is always the first step. So here's my my silent question for everyone that's listening right now. Raise your hand if you want to make more money. Raise your hand if you want a better life. Raise your hand if you want to be happier. Raise your hand if you know that there is more potential for you. I am betting that most of you silently out there probably just had two hands full fuck yes up in the air. And if you were to rate your life on a scale of one to 10 right now, unless it is a full fuck 10, you should be at this summit because there is room for improvement. There is room for growth in your life. 
And it is around like-minded people that can help you do that. So www.simonwparsons.com forward slash best year in business is the direct link. There is also the link in the show notes again. So take a second, go register for the event. And we cannot wait to see you guys there. This train is heading out. We're on it. It's going either way, but we'd rather have you with us. Chooch, chooch. <laughs> Gosh. Okay, guys. So that being said, that was our big announcement. Obviously, we're super fired up about this. The three of us have been talking about this for how long, guys? Three months, four months? Yeah, but, like, it's okay. been in the ma- but it's been in the making for a lot longer than that. And I'm just so glad that us three are able to collaborate, give back, and most importantly, change lives because I'm just so sick and tired of watching people being sick and tired of what they're doing. And it's it's time for a change. And if not now, then when? Yeah. And and again, I know Simon mentioned it, but this is a completely free event. <laughs> we're, we're all here doing this because we want to see more people happy. When there's more happiness in the world, it's a much better place. So. Mm-hmm. Guys, let's dive into a little bit of some deeper conversation here. I know we wanted to share that announcement and we wanted to share how passionate we are about what we're doing at the beginning of the new year. Um, But we've got a lot of beautiful things that we could talk about in this space. And I think one of the things that brings us all together is our drive to continually be pursuing the higher versions of ourselves. Um, You know, Simon, every time we jump on a call, you're like, oh, I just needed the energy from the two of you, right? Sometimes we can get stuck around people in our everyday lives that bring us into a, a different level or a different mindset. So one of the things that I want to talk about is this that phrase, quote, whatever you want to call it, that we hear that success leaves clues. I know you guys have all heard this before. Um, Simon, what does that mean to you? When you hear that success leaves clues, what does that mean to you? I remember hearing Tony Robbins. He he calls it modeling. You know, he he's such a great example of somebody who has learned has surrounded himself from some amazing people, right? And uh, his mentor was a guy named Jim Rohn. And and one quote that comes to mind when you say that is, we are the average of the five people that we are closest to, or maybe our income is the average of the five closest people. I, I love that quote and I understand what it means, but I believe we're the average of everybody and everything, every thought, everything that we're exposed to, it affects us and it impacts us. And by being very intentional, I call this the sphere. Like you guys are so worthy of having the most amazing life. You are never not worthy. And some somehow we get programmed to think that we need to do something to be worthy of having an amazing life. You do not. And I want to be around people who think like that, who support me and who I can support them. But it is true that like the people you're around, the closest people that you're with, they will raise your frequency. They will raise your vibe. They will give you new, new ideas. They will help you out. They will support you. You are moving in the right direction. But also it's important to kind of let other people go who are not, you know, maybe they're bringing some toxic or negative energy. And I used to be a competitive bike racer. And it, this is a very good analogy is, you know, like you ride in a pack and when you're in a pack, you're sheltered from the wind and riding in a pack makes it so much easier and so much faster. But if you fall off the back or if you're the lone wolf and I've been the lone wolf before and I'm not down it, but you also learn when you're in a pack, you're around other elite cyclists and you start to learn from them. Let's do the same thing here. Let's ride in a pack together, my friends. Oh, um, I've shared this story a little bit before. NMR, I want your opinion on this, but, um, you know, my first business, for those of you who don't know me, I I started my first business when I was 19 years old and it took me a very long time to scale it. It took me a very long time to get it to the level that it is at today. Um, and then, you know, my, my coaching business and my agency business, I scaled it 
miraculously way faster. And I tell everyone, you know, obviously there was learnings and things that I was able to implement, but I truly believe the biggest thing for me was the community. And it was like people like the two of you who, when I could see myself playing a little bit small, as you guys like, you know, you know me to say that a lot or safe or being like, I don't know, guys, should I do this? You'd be like, why the fuck wouldn't you like why wouldn't you? It is literally a, a crime to hold back the world from all of these things that you're capable of because you are scared, right? So Amar, I, when I first met you, I was like mind blown. I was like fangirling over you because of the things that you had already done. <laughs> and now here we are, lo and behold, best friends. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your journey. And now that I know you, you have scaled your business the fastest in the last few months, and you're actually doing the least, right? You're you're actually doing the least amount of work. Most people think time equals money. If I work, I make money. If I don't work, I don't make money. You are pro- you've proven that that is incorrect and that we can reprogram that for people. Maybe give a little bit of spotlight around what is that like for you? What does it feel like to actually be in a place where you are working the least of your life right now and have set your businesses up so that you can travel with your four kids and your beautiful wife and you have this life of abundance that you earned? Um, first off, thank you for those words. I received that. It's awesome. Secondly, I was one of those most people that did not think that it's even possible. I was that person that was like, nope, this is the way it it's supposed to be, this is the way the cards are dealt for me. This is the way the cookie crumbles. This is just, this is the way my life has been written. But I realized after obviously working on myself is that I didn't trust myself in my business because I got burnt in the past. So therefore, because of that, even though I got burnt in the past and so easy to blame everybody else, but I started to take responsibility and hold myself accountable even when it wasn't my fault. Because as a business owner, it's always your fault. And I never looked at it that way. It's always your fault. Good, bad, whatever. It's always your fault. So what I started to do when I started realizing that when I started to take, when I started to take all the negative, but give away the positive, for me, I felt like, okay, this is something that employees are not used to, giving them the support that they need. I was able to hire a lot more staff, something that I never thought would actually generate more income because everybody's talking about their budgets. Everybody's talking about, we got to have a certain amount of people, but no, for me to step back and be able to pursue my dreams, be able to pursue this amazing, amazing, amazing journey with you guys, it was about first being able to trust in myself. And by able to working on myself and and getting, you know, you both have been a big part of that. I was able then to trust other people, trust, bring people into my business that were able to not only take some stuff off my plate, but also make me take stuff off my plate without me feeling guilty about it because guilt had a lot to do with it as well. But I was able to, once again, as you said, I earned it. I earned my key, traveled. I missed the birth of my third child, Eli, your favorite cast, because I was traveling for work. That is what happened. And it's like, why it does not have to be that way. So it took me years, when I say years, to realize that that's where it was. And then now that I'm comfortably here talking to you, you two amazing souls, it's that you had to trust in yourself is something that I didn't realize was something that I was lacking and self-trust. All of a sudden, I became able to trust everybody else. And and you spoke about a little bit with the success clues. 
you know, I really do feel that the universe does give you signs and I've seen all the signs in the world. And sometimes in the past, I would just ignore the signs. And today it's like, no, come, keep coming, give them to me. And, and I'm able to be there for my team, to be there for the mentors and coaches that I deal with. And most importantly, the you guys and this community that we're about to build and make it just as powerful and inviting and most importantly, like what you said earlier, you said comfort, but yes, it's going to be comfort, but also you're going to be uncomfortable because you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And that's something that uh, I'm excited to to share this journey with you, with all of you guys and, and be able to give back to the community as well. Simon, if we were to, to go back 10 years ago, 10, 10, year, 10 years ago, Simon, um, and I know you're such a big person on like you know, subconscious beliefs and the programming, you like geek out on all this stuff as the three of us do, but you just love it. Right. Um, how has letting go of control changed your business? Beautiful question. And I'm just loving hearing from, I'm vibing with you guys so hard right now. Like, I just love what both of you said. And Amar, like, it's so fascinating because like Amar's talking about feeling guilty, right? Feeling guilty for crushing it and for giving other people opportunity. And yes, he's been succeeding, but that, you know, it's also been a headwind and this comes from all that programming, but I think like, um, sorry, ask that question again. I got this <laughs> totally derailed because I was vibing off you guys. He was vibing. I, I saw that. He was ago. just soaking it all in. Dude. Oh, yeah. I love that. This is what it's, it's drew me it comes right there, baby. I love it. I wish you guys could see the look on their faces. Control, letting go well, of control. Yes, that's right. Um, so here's how I look at control is like with my wife, if if we're having a baby, if she's having a baby, am I going to like try and control that or am I going to let that come naturally? But I think like we try to control our businesses, right? We don't like to be controlled. Like if you're an employee, does it feel good to be micromanaged? I feel like I perform best when I'm given trust, right? And when we try to control things too much, it like, why do we do that? It's because there's a lack of trust, right? If we're trying to control things, that means that there's doubt, right? We're trying to control it. And what, does the universe feel good if we're trying to control the universe and the universe has every single tool to give us the opportunities that we want? And I started to recognize that. And for me, it's so interesting because I just let shit happen. I don't try to control it anymore. And it feels so amazing when you can get to that point, but you have to start seeing that you have to start like recognizing when you've got that death grip on things, because if you don't like to be micromanaged, then why would the universe like it or yourself? Right? Cause when you're trying to control things, you're also restricting yourself. Amar, are you, you, I know you have some insights on this. No, I just wanted to ask you, I love that you shared that, but there's a lot of people right now that are listening that are struggling with the same exact thing. Like they just cannot let go of control, whether it was something from their childhood, whether it was something that they were burned in business, but it's control. And that's what it was for me. It was like, I had to release the control, but I got to ask you, Simon, where was it a point in your life where you had to just, I'm letting go. I have to, have to just trust the process and trust myself. And what did you do to get there? For me, it's been year, like decades of just growing, like little tiny notches. But as I look back, I can see how important that is to have trust. But I think, I think for me, my biggest obstacle was chasing, was chasing the external. 
Like when I was younger, I actually got into a lot of debt because I wanted to buy the symbols of wealth. I wanted to have a nice house, a nice car, nice clothes. And therefore I was chasing it, but I was not being, I was doing that what you, you know, what people think they need to do to have the life that they think that, you know, equates to that without the being, the embodiment. And I think that, you know, a big shift was realizing that I don't need to worry about the external when I focus on the internal. Like when I mm. build myself up, when I become, when I embody the characteristics of somebody that, you know, that that lifestyle truly reflects rather than trying to buy my way into it or chase my way into it. That's where that evolution and that shift has come. But looking back, like I have so much trust in you guys, in the people I'm around, in the process, in the opportunity. I know that like I don't I don't spend any time. And remember I said knowledge, the, the quickest way to results, knowledge. So you take you get gain knowledge, you're around people who give you knowledge, you take action, you're around a community that helps support you in moving forward, and you subtract the overthink. One of the biggest, most damaging things that people do is they have this mental battle going back and forth, this ping pong. Should I do it? Should I not do it? What are people going to think of me? And that that expenditure of time and energy is so costly. And it's almost like if you can get rid of the overthink and just trust, let go of your, like, let go of control, do what you need to do, gain the knowledge that you need to do, take action and not overthink it. You will get results. That's awesome. Thank you for uh, sharing that. And Cass, I have to ask you because there are a lot of women out there that I've heard it. I hear it firsthand. It's unfair. It's dominated by the market. I can't control that. You know, men can get these high position jobs, all the stereotypes that you've heard, but you've pretty much shut that noise down. So you got somebody that's listening that does not think that they're good enough, like yourself at some point in your life, but you continue to stick through it. So can you share what kept you going? And was there a time that you almost quit? Um, I literally started to tear up as you were asking me that question. And as you guys know, I have recently removed all of my armor. I'm an open book and I just feel like my tears just flow so much right now, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, because I feel like why I do what I do now is to help like, you know, the 20 year old version of me, like that woman who thinks that they're not good enough, who, you know, all of these things are stacked against them. They want to be on OnlyFans. They think that's the only way that they can make money. You guys know my story behind that. The number of people that are shocked that I've earned my success. They think it was given to me, all these types of things. You guys know, I came from a sports dominated industry where I was one of five women who graduated in a class of 80 men clawed from my way and my position in a you know professional sports industry um, and earned every damn seat of it, like earned, earned all of it. Um, and I'd be lying if I said I didn't, I used to think, here's how I'm going to wear this. I used to think that I had something to prove, right? I was, I was trying to please my father. I was operating from a masculine energy, 95% of my life, which for those of you who know, I have done a ton of research and in depth into masculine and feminine energy. And you're operating from here. You're not operating from your heart. Uh, which is a completely different place. And I think that, you know, a lot of my success was, I just won't stop. I just won't stop. Like it, it to me, it was like, I don't care who says what, who slams a door in my face, lawsuits thrown at me, labor board claims thrown at me, people break up with you, doesn't freaking matter. I just wouldn't stop. 
And Amar, something that I know you always talk about is failure is part of the process, right? I fucking love that you say that because it's so true. Without that, like, how do you even know what success really feels like without getting through all of those adversities and all of those setbacks? And I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you guys can both agree that the Cassandra sitting in front of you right now is so different than the Cassandra that you guys met because I have learned what I wanted to chime in Simon about your control thing is control is operating from here. It's operating from a masculine energy. Whereas, you know, and that's, you know, doing, doing, doing the idea of always having to do, always having to please, you know, someone's going to judge me. Someone's going to think something I always have to do, but what if we just let go? What if we just surrender? And what if we just be, ourselves and let it flow instead of always having to do and that's coming from your heart right that's opening up different chakras and coming from a different place I can't fucking tell you guys how freeing it feels I feel like I have 700 pounds off my shoulders because now I'm no longer trying to please anybody I'm just being me and it's such a beautiful freeing place to be you just gave me uh goosebumps on that note uh I wanted to ask you both this because I think it's important for us and it's important for our audience and our tribe to know. But um, one thing I love about you guys and something that I'm very, very passionate, I want to get both of your input on this, um, is I don't believe that anybody is higher than us. I don't believe anybody is lower than us. I'm very passionate about this mindset that we are all on this journey together. Some of us might be further down that path uh, than others. And I believe it's our duty to help and leave a roadmap where we can. There's people that, that, you know, are ahead of us and carve the way for us. But I'm, I'm a really big believer in, I think Cass, the way that you talk about this is, you know, if we have a live event, we don't, we, we want to be sitting with our audience. We want to be in there, in the trenches with our audience. We want to be, I am a big believer that nobody, I'm above nobody. I'm also n- below nobody but I want to sit with our audience and be there with them. Cass and then Amar, can you shed some light on that? Because that's just the vibe I get with you guys is I feel like we're very aligned. On, well, we, on... Yeah, no, I get that. I'm sorry. I, didn't know. I was going to say that. Well, because we've been there, we've sat on a, we've sat, um, you know, like I know like in my personal life sitting, you know, in the cafeteria and then not sitting on the cool table and wanting to be, you know, part of the cool club, the cool table. And comparison is the theft of joy. It really, really is when you try to compare yourself to other people. And it's it's all about like, and I say this all the time, like you never go broke giving. And I love, love, love when people just ask questions about what they need to do or what little tip that they need to just to get them one step closer, 1% better, whatever, whatever it is. But the only way you you get that opportunity is to sit and and bond and and learn from the people who are a part of your circle, a part of your community, a part of your event. I think it's very, very, very important for yourself, like uh, you know, having an event to be sitting on the table and getting to know the audience and making sure more than anything that they feel that this is a safe environment. It's the no judgment zone, and they don't compare because at the end of the day, if I'm at a six right now and Cass is at an eight. Like I would go to cast to be like, what do I need to do to get to an eight versus sitting back and be like, oh, it's no fair that cast is at an eight and I'm at a six. Because once again, comparison is the theft of joy. I have so many different things that I could, could say around this. I'm going to, I'm going to keep it simple with, I have a sports background. I know what it's like to be first picked. I know what it's like to be last picked. 
Um, and I think all of us just want to feel a sense of belonging. Um, so for me, I have been on the receiving end of not feeling welcome, whether that was a story I was telling myself or not. Um, and I, I just think that there's no right, there's no wrong, there's no less, there's no more. We're all just in existence. We're all on our journey together and we all have value to add to each other. So for me, you know, your analogy of the six versus the eight, well, maybe I'm an eight and something and you're in six and something, but flip it around to marriage and relationships. You're a 10 and I'm a two. Like there's always something that we can learn from other people. Um, and I think the more that we put down those walls and those labels and we open our hearts to receiving the more beauty that there is to be received from other human beings that are walking this earth, earth with us. I was at a, a retreat, you guys know, a couple of weeks ago, last day of the event, probably one of the most masculine looking dominant men that was at the retreat walked straight up to me and asked if he could talk to me. And he goes, I've been wanting to talk to you this whole retreat. I'm not going to lie. At first, I thought he was hitting on me, <laughs> but he wasn't. Uh, and he said, you carry such an intense masculine energy. I, I, I have told myself I wanted to come talk to you, um, because I carry a masculine intense energy and it's been ruining my relationships. And I really want to be in a place where I can understand my feminine. I didn't say much. I held space, looked him in the eyes. There was no judgment. There was no, I'm better than you. I'm farther in this journey than you. I have more personal development than you. This is your first event. This is my 50th. None of that. It was just holding space. And he talked for probably 45 minutes and ended up crying. And by the end of it, he's like, somehow you just helped me tap into my feminine. And so for me, it's moments like that where there's no judgment. You know, it's just holding space for other people and allowing people to express. I will forever sit at the table with everybody. I love that judgment. I, I realized this a while ago is that judgment reveals an insecurity in ourselves. And yep. that's an opportunity for us to grow. And I do want to share this, the, the both of you, I met both of you in person the same day, June 6th, 2021. It was such an honor to meet you guys. And it's been, it hasn't even been 18 months, but I've witnessed both of you transform in so many ways. I've seen how you show up. I've seen how you give to other people. And, you know, like that's, aside from giving people a blueprint, I said this to Cass last night, you know, via text message is that I want, I want a, a transformation. I want to help with the transformation. And that's another big part of why I want people to show up to this event is one to have a blueprint, but two, to have a transformation because I have seen it with these two beautiful people in front of me, just seeing the growth and the change that they have had, the impact that they've made on other people. It is just simply so beautiful. And I want that to be a part of January 3rd, 4th and 5th. I do want to add um, that during that beautiful moment that we did meet what's awesome is that Cass the very first time had her armor up she had her armor up and here she is today not me no never you right but she had her armor on to the point where I actually went up to her and was just like what the fuck are you doing that's where we talk about where if you are safe in a community you go up and pat yourself in the back but give that kick in the ass and she ended up, you know, obviously knowing that I'm coming from a good place, but she had her armor on. She was not taking any anything, did not want to feel anything. She kept herself closed off. And you got to ask yourself listening, are you that person that's closed off? Are you that stubborn-minded person? Are you the one that does not feel like you could take advice? You know everything. You've been there. Or you're just 
suffering right now because that's the cards that were dealt. We've been there. We've done that. And that is why I'm so ecstatic about the event. I have a couple other things that I want to ask about here because we could go all day. <laughs> we could talk probably till the sun comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, something that the three of us have talked a lot about in terms of attributing to our starting from nothing, lots of debt, getting to levels of success, which I know we're all very proud of, has been the difference between action takers versus action talkers. <laughs> so Mar, I'm going to throw this one right back yeah. at you because I know you get fired up about it let's give some perspective to what this means to you. Um, you know, how, how someone can become aware that they're an action talker and not an action taker. That person that says, I want, I want, I want, I want, and uses the word, maybe, 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 maybe those that's, that is the different, like the action, action talker. I love that. I've not heard that before. Just, I, I love that. The action talker is, I want to make a million dollars. I want to make a million dollars. I want to make a million dollars, but you don't do shit about it. You don't do anything to get you to your goals. You don't even know where to go. You don't even know where to start. You just keep talking and wishing and dreaming and doing nothing about it. And the only person that's going to get you to your dreams is that action taking you, not the action talking you. That is why I see it. I see it a lot and it drives me crazy that the only thing, and listen, this is the most important thing I'm going to tell you right now. The only person that's holding you back is not your spouse, not your significant other, not your partner, not your friends, not your parents, not your dogs. It's you. You are holding yourself back because you took you talk yourself into shit and you also talk yourself out of shit. That is what I'm talking about. Just take freaking action. It's ready, fire, aim in my in my books because I said it earlier again, you're going to try to make everything perfect. You're not going to ever take action. There's no such thing as perfection. He gets a little bit fired up about that, eh, Simon? <laughs> Just a little. Me too. I, I think going back to the formula, knowledge plus action minus the overthink equals the results. But here's what happens is, is people, there's people that take action that don't get results as well because they're taking the wrong action, right? They sometimes I call this like disguised action, right? I love that people buy my courses, but sometimes people buy courses because they're avoiding something else and it feels like taking action. Then there's the do it yourself, right? That you're taking action, you're like spinning your wheels, you're doing things, but the strategy isn't really there either. And I think that's that's really important is to have some guidance on that. Uh, Amar had a really good example of this. Cass and I are kind of marketing geeks and um, Amar, we gave Amar a, a little tip, uh, some guidance, right? He took action and it was action combined with knowledge. Like he didn't have the knowledge, but Cass and I supported him in that. He didn't bat an eye. He went and took action and he had the result. He didn't overthink it. You know, he gained the knowledge. He took action. He didn't overthink it. And therefore he got some really good results from it. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. It's, mm-hmm. it's my motto on everything now. And I, I also, the only thing I'll add to that, because you guys have shared a lot of beautiful light around it is, um, you know, what excuses are you telling yourself, right? There's so many things that we say that, you know, really take yourself out of the jar and look back at the situation. You're making up so many excuses. I catch myself doing it all the time. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, that was another excuse, right? Stop making the excuses and just start taking messy, sloppy action. It's that 1% that's going to get you where you're, where you're trying to go. And I think that's the biggest difference with the three of us is we just decided to do it anyways. Like not necessarily knowing what it was going to look like. I knew I was going to fall down, scrape my knees and probably bash my teeth in. And I have many times, 
but we just get up and keep doing it anyways. So and the ex- and the excuses that she said, it's it's like I heard all the time. I have four kids. I can use them as the excuse, or I can use them as the reason. And I feel like that's where you have to turn that switch. I'm doing it for them, or I can just blame them. That's 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 where I said earlier. That's where you catch yourself lying to yourself. They could be the excuse, or they can be the reason. So I love that you said that, Cass. And even the subconscious will trick you into thinking that they're reasons too, right? And it's usually the thing that we're avoiding that we need to do the most, right? We come up with our reasons, aka excuses. And a lot of times, if if we don't realize that it it truly is an excuse, it's often our subconscious just trying to keep us safe, trying to keep us in our comfort zone, playing little, being the 45% that hates their job and wouldn't, wouldn't wish it on the worst enemy. Like, fucking go do it. Do it because of that. Don't do it because of the outcome. Do it because you fear it. It's what you need most. I can't wait to get on a stage with you guys. I just can't wait. It's happening. I mean, in my mind, it's already in existence. We may not have experienced it because you just thought it. We have just created that. I love it. It's going to happen because she's not an action talker. She's an action taker. Damn straight. Last thing before we wrap this up for today. Um, if you can think back to, you know, the beginning of your journey or or maybe it's even currently, let's start with you, Simon. What do you think is the biggest fear um, that maybe you've overcome or maybe a really common fear that entrepreneurs face that is it's just bullshit? And, uh, you know, something that when you finally overcame it, you know, stepped outside of your comfort zone, it was like that magical eureka moment. Ooh, I love that question. I would say for me, it's probably like, you know, I'm a pretty confident dude. But still, I remember having that like little voice, you know, that was humming in the background, this fear of judgment, this fear of what people would think, you know, like when I first started stepping into this, I didn't even know I wanted to go down this path, but I was like, you know, I wanted to talk about meditation or self-love, but is somebody going to think I'm a pussy if I talk about self-love? Now, if I have that thought, I speak my truth because of it. And it feels so liberating. It feels so good. It's like you have something in your heart or your mind. You have something you want to share with other people and you type it out and you're sitting there mulling it over. Should I post this? What will people think of me? It feels so good to hit that goddamn button and to not give a fuck what people think about you. Amen. Amen. That just gave me goose bubbles. Omar, what about you? I am... I can definitely say that um, the toughest part for me was the hardest thing for me to do was to invest in myself. The reason why it was so difficult for me to invest in myself was because I'm so good, as you both know, on just trying to help everybody else, do everything else. But that, you know, as the cliche says, you put your mask on first before helping others. And even when I made the decision to invest in myself, I almost called and canceled. The reason why was it was uncomfortable and it was definitely scary. It was something new. And I found reasons to just bitch and complain, bitch and complain, bitch and complain. But when I started to actually take action and looked at it like, hey, you know what? If I'm looking at this as an expense, then I'm going to shell out money like it's an expense. But if I actually look at it as an investment, I'm going to get the best fucking return ever from that. And it has been not only monetary with the money and the finance, that's fine. That's great. But as I said earlier, no, it's people meeting people like you guys, being a part of a positive, big ass, amazing community and being able to build that is something that 
I would have never thought. And it all started with making that crazy difficult, but now such an easy decision of investing in myself. They're very common and very beautiful fears. Um, mine is probably, uh, I don't necessarily know if this is a fear, but it's just the, the first thing that kind of comes to mind for me is, and you guys know this, I have always had a fear of alienating myself from society, from, from people, from friends, from comfort, from anything that I knew. And I thought that I, I've always known that I was destined for more and that I wanted more, but I thought that if I stepped into that, I would be leaving everything that I knew behind. Um, but it wasn't until I found my new tribe that was on kind of, if you want to make an analogy on the other side of that, um, that made me feel more at home than I felt on the previous side that I was on. Um, so I think my biggest fear was probably the fear of alienation, the fear of being alone, the fear of stepping into something where nobody else was and nobody understood me and I was going to be all alone. Um, but the more that I grow in this journey and find like-minded people like yourselves, the more you realize you're not alone at all. And there are people that are going to accept you for every flaw and every imperfection and, and all of it and love you through all of it unconditionally. So beautifully said, Cass, thanks for sharing that. All right, guys. Well, let's wrap this up before we talk all night and the sun comes up. <laughs> we have lots more value to share and, and so many other beautiful things that are coming out. So uh, the summit, the best year in business summit. Again, the link is in the show notes. It is www.simonwparsons.com forward slash best year in business. It is our invitation to uh, invite you guys to come share this experience with us so that we can help you through a transformation and really help you build that best year of your life. Thank you so much for showing up and listening. Please click on that subscribe button so you never miss out. And please, please, please share this with your family, friends, and tribe. And if you think this is valuable information, tag me at Leaders Life Podcast. You all freaking rock. Remember, why not you? Why not now? I hope you have an all an amazing rest of your day.